Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake, and thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be looking at the potential trade deadline targets and where I think they could go. Now, some of these guys probably won't get moved because they're not um, on the market. Teams aren't going to trade these guys, but there is, um, you know, some teams that would have interest if they were on the market. So we are going to look at the potential spots in which um, these players could end up going and um, you know we'll go from there so the first player on the list is Kyle Lowry who I think he's not 100% available but I think um, there are uh, teams that would have interest and I think his most uh, preferential spot would be Philadelphia because he is from Philadelphia and I think there's mutual interest um, right there. I think Kyle Lowry does a lot of things that Ben Simmons doesn't do at a point guard position. And you can basically play Ben Simmons all over. So, you know, Kyle Lowry in the starting lineup would make their team just a little bit better. And so I think that's probably the best spot, you know, if the Raptors are looking for draft picks. Uh, they're looking for young guys who have potential. I think Philadelphia fits the bill. Uh, and you can get some sort of a deal with Danny Green and Mike Scott as your base for the money. And then throw in one of the Bulees, Shake Milton or Tyrese Maxey. I would assume that it's Tyrese Maxey that gets moved. Um, and maybe some picks, first round pick and some seconds if needed. So I think Lowry makes sense there. And... I think that's the best spot for him if he were to get traded. Then we have Andre Drummond, who is probably one of the biggest names uh, right now. He's been held out of uh, contention because the uh, Cavaliers are looking to move on from him. The thing about Andre Drummond that surprises me is that his value is so low despite the fact that he's so good at his position. You know, last season he was playing at a high level. This year, same thing, double-double uh, averages. But yet, last year he was traded for two uh, second-round pick and two expiring deals. I'm assuming that that's where the deal is going to be, or at least one expiring and um, some second-round picks and some filler. So for Drummond, the best spot, I think at this point is Dallas because there is a need at center for them and they have a lot of wings and guards and you know I think Powell doesn't do just enough so if you did something involving James Johnson and you probably throw in Dwight Powell in the second round pick yeah you're not getting rid of all of the Drummond money you're taking back about 11 million but it's still pretty solid and I think it's a better situation because then you could trade JaVale McGee and get assets back and then have uh, Jared Allen as your starter with Powell off the bench. Uh, so I think that's the spot for Drummond because um, they could always use a center next to Porzingis, um, who's more of a stretch, big. So, yeah. Then we have Blake Griffin. And so if Blake Griffin gets traded, I'll be surprised because he has literally no value. And at this point... The way that the Pistons are running things, they're one of the worst teams in basketball. And it looks like they'll be there for a while. So trading a first-round pick, which it's going to have to cost you to acquire, or I guess I should say get rid of Blake Griffin's contract, 
then it's not going to happen. I do think the Pistons could, in theory, trade other players with value and then get a first-round pick out of that and then throw a first-round pick that they get um, from some other deal with Griffin um, if they wanted to get rid of him that bad. But I think he's going to stay put. Maybe there's a buyout coming, and if that's the case, then I could see him going to the Lakers as my number one choice. But I don't think he's really going to get moved um, at this point. Um and he's probably going to stay where he is. Um, but if he gets bought out, then the Lakers are my top choice. Then we have um, a pair of players from, or I should say three players from Oklahoma City. Trevor Ariza, George Hill, and Al Horford. Now, George Hill has the most value because he's $9 million. He's a point guard. He's playing pretty well. Um, he can be a good role player for a playoff team. I see him getting moved, and I could easily see him going to the Clippers, who need a point guard, or at least point guard help, and I could see some sort of a George Hill-Lou Williams deal taking place, where basically Lou Williams fills in $8 million salary, he's a one-year, and maybe that's enough to make you know this deal work, um, and then you can, uh, if you're OKC, let... Uh, Lou Williams get bought out and then go somewhere else um, because it's a one year. Al Horford, I don't think he has a ton of values. One of those contracts that just isn't worth what he's getting paid. Um, obviously, he got traded with a first round pick and a second round pick from Philly. Um, so I think I would assume if he gets moved, he would have to get moved with a first round pick. So I could, in theory, see him going to Dallas if the Oklahoma City Thunder are willing to throw a draft pick alongside him, maybe a first-round pick going to Dallas in 2023, seeing as they don't have one. Um, and so I could see that. And they could use him at center. And you could throw James Johnson and Dwight Powell into a deal, and you could get to the number that you need to. So I could see that, but he just doesn't have a ton of value outside of throwing draft picks with him to a team. And then we have uh, Trevor Reza, who I think uh, probably is going to get bought out because um, he's not good enough and doesn't have a ton of trade value. Um, maybe a protected second-round pick could do the job. Maybe the Celtics throw... They got two second-round picks that most likely won't convey. Maybe they throw both of those at um, the Thunder and take on Ariza for a year. I don't know, um, but I don't think he really has a ton of value, and I think that's where they're at. Then we have John Collins, who I think John Collins is a very, very good player who doesn't seem like he wants to be long-term in Atlanta unless the money's right. And at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved for some pieces. Um, I think the best spot probably is Houston because Houston has Victor Oladipo that I don't think he's going to sign there long-term. They offered him a two-year deal. He said no. Um, you're basically at this point taking a gamble with Oladipo, but for the Rockets, they're also taking a gamble with John Collins. So I think this is a perfect situation where he can be the power forward and Christian Wood can be the center. Oladipo can be your shooting guard in Atlanta. And I think that's a better situation for both of these guys, you still have Hunter, you still have Gallinari, who can play the power forward. So, in my opinion, I think um, Houston makes a ton of sense. They have so many picks, too. 
Um, although, if you're throwing Oladipo in, I don't know if draft picks are needed. So, I could see that. I think the Celtics also make sense because they do need help at the big man position. And um, they have um, assets they could throw as well. But I'd say Oladipo um, in Houston probably makes the best uh, situation for a trade with Collins in Atlanta. Then we have a pair of uh, guards in um, New Orleans, Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe. I think Lonzo Ball, his best uh, spot, because they need a point guard, is Chicago. And I think Chicago has pieces or draft picks you could trade for Ball. Um, you know, I think they could try and do a Zach Levine deal and trade Lonzo and draft picks from New Orleans and whatever else needs to get thrown in. Because that's really the only position they need. They have um, Eric Bledsoe and Kiara Lewis, who can play point guard. You have Brandon Ingram at small forward, Zion at power forward, and Steven Adams at center. So if you get in Zach Levine, that gives you another player to make it work. And I could easily see it taking place. Um, so that's probably the spot that makes the most sense for uh, for Lonzo Ball is Chicago. Um, for Eric Bledsoe, I don't think he's going to get traded, but the Clippers probably make the most sense because they need a point guard. And I think he can fit in very nicely. Then we have J.J. Redick, who is also in New Orleans, and he wants to go to the uh, Northeast because that's where he lives. Brooklyn, Boston, and we have New York or Philly. Um, I think probably the Knicks make the most sense because we've already heard that the Celtics aren't 100% interested in a shooting guard like J.J. Redick. They want someone who's more of a 3 and D wing. Um, and uh, I don't think Reddick fills that bill. So I would say the New York Knicks would probably make the most sense, and you don't have to give up too much to, to get him because he's not as valuable in that sense. So I think Reddick uh, to um, New York makes a lot of sense. I think Brooklyn would also make sense, but they don't have the, the cap space to do so. Then we have a pair of um, players in Orlando, we have Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. Now, I think Vucevic is staying put, but if he could go somewhere else, Boston makes the most sense because they have that big trade exception. They have young pieces. They have draft picks of their own. So Vucevic probably won't get moved, but the Celtics make the most sense. And for Aaron Gordon, Portland makes a lot of sense because they have young players. They have some draft picks. Um, they do uh, did trade away a draft pick for... Um, Covington, but I do think um, that uh, they still have assets, and there's young guys, and he could fit well alongside Nurkic down low. Then we have uh, someone who we mentioned a little bit earlier, Zach Levine, um, in terms of New Orleans, but um, now we're going to look at where um, he makes the most sense, and I think also just um, New Orleans, as I mentioned before with Lonzo, Chicago makes sense. I think Levine to uh, New Orleans makes a ton of sense because they do need a shooting guard, and he is someone who could fit in very nicely. He's 25, he's young, and he's on their timeline, and he's a perfect player for them, so I would say New Orleans is the spot for him. Then uh, we have Laurie Marketin, who is a potential free agent, and so one spot that I think could really work for him is Memphis. Um, if Jaron Jackson Jr. is your future at the center and Markadon can come in and play power forward, 
Um, I think that's a pretty good situation. I don't think Justice Winslow is the greatest starter long term. I don't think he's going to be filling that role. He'll be off the bench. Brandon Clark, yeah, he could be a starter, but I would probably say, um, you know, that this guy, Marketing's a little bit better. So I'd put him with Memphis. Then we have the biggest name who is not on the market, Bradley Beal. And if Bradley Beal ever becomes available, then teams are going to flock like um, sheep to this man because he is probably one of the greatest players at the moment and is an all-star. And so if Washington comes to their senses and realizes that maybe this guy is someone that needs to get moved and should get moved, then I think probably the best spot for him would have to be either Atlanta, Philadelphia, or Denver. And that all depends on, A, if Denver will include Michael Porter Jr., if uh, Philadelphia could include Ben Simmons or a bunch of their young guys, if um, Cam Reddish and John Collins and some of these other young guys in Atlanta are available, maybe, then uh, Washington would be interested. Um, those are the teams that I think make the most sense because they have young pieces and draft picks. I could also see New Orleans as well because they do have young pieces and draft picks if they don't go after Levine. Um, but I just don't think Bradley Beal's available, and I don't know if he'll ever be available. And unfortunately, you know, he's going to be stuck in the bottom half of the Eastern Conference for the rest of his career if he wants to stick with this team. So I think um, Bradley Beal is not on the market, but any of those teams could uh, have assets if they wanted to go after him. Then we have uh, two players in um, Sacramento. Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald. Now, I think Harrison Barnes is someone who probably is not as valuable as Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's a little bit younger. He's got a better shooting stroke. Um, I think Harrison Barnes could work in a lot of different places. One spot that um, has been mentioned before is Boston, and I think if they want something to fill the trade exception, he's a good player and someone who can be a good you know, three or four piece off the bench, um, or even a starter. And then for Buddy Heald, probably the place that makes the most sense to me would be in Denver. If you have Jamal Murray, you could put Buddy Heald at the shooting guard. I don't think you have to throw in Michael Porter Jr. You can throw in, you know, Gary Harris plus fillers. So I think that works right there. Then we have... Um, Next on the board, P.J. Tucker. So I think P.J. Tucker is um, somebody who has um, he has value. Um, and I think um, someone who could really be a good piece on a lot of teams. I think the Lakers are probably the favorites because he's only $7 million. You can easily find $7 million to uh, put that uh, together. So I'm going to say the Lakers for P.J. Tucker. Then we have someone who might be available. He is hurt, uh, Spencer Dinwiddle, in Brooklyn. And I think if Brooklyn's looking to get a center or another big, this could work. So the best spot for him, or it seems like the spot that has a lot of interest, is Detroit. So if Detroit gets Dinwiddle, 
I could easily see a deal surrounding Plumlee and maybe Wayne Ellington to be a shooter off the bench. So you'd be acquiring two guys who can help your team. I think Plumlee can start at the center and be a guy who can average eight points, eight rebounds, and fill that role. So I think Dinwiddle to um, Detroit would be a good move. Then we have um, Oladipo in um, Houston. And I think for Oladipo, the best spot for him, and there's a lot, is probably Denver. Because Denver has Gary Harris, which is good for matching salaries. Um, and they also have draft picks. And so I think um, Denver, they could use a shooting guard, a much better one. I think you could say Buddy Heald, you could say Bradley Beal, you could say Oladipo. So I think that's probably one of the better spots for him. I also think Atlanta as well, um, or even Miami, if they can get a deal together. So, uh, yeah, probably Denver is number one for me. Then we have Kemba Walker. Um, and uh, I think for Kemba, there's a lot of talent that he brings to a team. And I don't think he's available, but if he were to be available, the best spot I see him is Chicago because they do need a point guard. They do have pieces that could interest the Celtics. They have Kobe White. They have Thaddeus Young. They have marketing. They have um, so many pieces that I think Boston would be interested in. So if there was uh, a trade to be made, that's where I could see it. Then we have Lou Williams, who I think Lou Williams brings a lot to the table. I think a spot that makes a ton of sense uh, for Lou Williams, just in my opinion, would be the Brooklyn Nets. And so, in this case, you could do some sort of a Zubach Lou Williams trade for Spencer Dinwiddle and um, someone else kind of to fill uh, salaries if needed. Because then Brooklyn gets a good shooter off the bench, plus they get their center. And then you see um, Ibaka play the center. Um, they also have Kabengale, who can play center in uh, Los Angeles. So they're set right there. Um, and so, you know, Dinwiddle could be the starting point guard with that group, and I think it would work. And then we have, uh, finally, four players, all of which come from San Antonio. Mark Saldridge, DeMar DeRozan, Patty Mills, and Rudy Gay. So there's four guys right there who could be available. I think Rudy Gay, probably his best spot at this point is Philadelphia because you could you know, use him off the bench as a bench wing. I could see them trading Danny Green in a second-round pick for Rudy Gay. Patty Mills, I think um, the Clippers could make sense. He's a one-year contract. Um, they need a point guard. I think that would be a good spot for him. DeMar DeRozan, I think um, Atlanta is a good spot. They have a lot of uh, talent, and I think uh, they could find salaries to match. And then you have Lark Saldridge, who I think the Celtics make a lot of sense if they want a big man and want to use most of their trade exception. He's a one-year. So I think that's a good move, too. So I'd say the Celtics also make sense, um, and that could work. So um, I don't know if any of those guys are going to get moved, but if they are, then that's kind of where I see things going. So, yeah, that's just some of the names but those are the bigger ones that have been mentioned in a lot of articles and a lot of rumors and so I think that's probably um, where I see these guys going again most of them probably won't get moved but 
you never know what the trade deadline looks like and you never know what trade deadline day actually becomes so uh, i guess we'll have to watch wait and see